Hey guys, welcome to episode two of this season of Just Trying to Live Like Christ. I don't know why I came up with this title, but I just felt like it was so sincere and really just where I'm at, you know, I'm just trying to be a better woman, a better wife, and um, a better follower of Christ. A lot that I've, I haven't been able to do right in my past, right? So we're going to talk about um, Romans chapter 1. We're going to be in 7 and then we're going to be in 12 to 14. So I'm going to give a little bit of context before I start. Um, We're in ancient Rome, right? Nero, the emperor Nero is in power. And there is the persecution of Christians in um, the big showrooms and stadiums in ancient Rome and the burning of their bodies on the street. Yes, I know it's a little bit, um, (laughs) I know that's like an image that maybe you don't want to listen to or hear, but that's the context of what, what this is at and the persecution of Christians is at it's highest, right? Um, and here we have um, the Apostle Paul and how this man was not only now an apostle and a follower of Christ, right? But he was before one of the biggest, I would say, if you want to put them in that quotation, assassin of Christians, right? A lot of Christians died at his hand and he was a very, very, very intelligent, uh, I think he was a Levite, right? I could be wrong. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but he was super, super indoctrinated into, um, the Jewish law, right? And he saw Christians as a pest on their religion, on that they're making trouble for them. So then now the Romans don't like them. So Christians are at a point where they don't, they're not liked by Jews and they're not liked by Romans. Um, And they're kind of outcasts, right? But with anything good, there's always uh, the devil that really wants to tear that down. So... We have uh, Paul, who was before then when he was the assassinator. We're just going to call him the assassinator for the for the sake. I do want to make it simple and kind of fun and, I don't know, not so uh, constrictive. But, yes, he was the man that you would send for a hit job. Say, hey, Saul, I know this neighbor and he's been having some secret meetings with these um, Christians and uh, we got to get him out right? So they would literally stone these men, right? They would kill them. And, um, it was, it, 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 he hated, he hated Christians, right? He hated Christ. He, he thought it was an abomination on, uh, the word of God, um, in, in their, um, you know, that it was, they were, that he was not the true Messiah, right? So, As we're here, um, Jesus basically encounters uh, 
Paul, when he was then Saul, and basically blinds him and is speaking vividly to him and basically saying, hey, you're the man to do this job, right? And he knows better than anyone to have been the enemy of God and Christ's followers. And then he became a follower himself and kind of a leader in that movement, right? As you see, he re, uh, he writes uh, Philippians, which is the church of Philippi. He writes First uh, and Second Corinthians to the church of Corinthia um, and Romans to the people of Rome, right? So we're going to start with Romans 6. This is a prefix to uh, the 7. I'm just trying to give you guys some extra context, some spice, right? And he says, I think I'm going to change it to the New King James Version just because I I should. Right. Um, he says, okay. Among who are also called of Christ to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from our God, Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He's saying, so if you go to the new translated version, that's the one I was um, reading before, but I do want to be even more like, I would say accurate when it comes to breaking down uh, the word of God and, and what I took out of it, right? He says, among whom you are also the called of Jesus Christ, so when he's talking about this, he's talking about Jews and Gentiles, right? That are both Christ followers, both um, are separated in this society, right? They're both, you know, they don't, they don't communicate amongst each other, right? The Gentiles see the Jews as, you know, sleazy, um, overly religious people, Right, and the juicy, the Gentiles, is like the scum, right? The scum of the earth. And uh, Paul is telling people, telling the people um, among who you are the called of Jesus Christ, right? He's not saying, oh, you Jew are called by Christ and Gentile, you are not, right? Or the other way around. He is showing that union between um, Jews and Gentiles, but under Christ, right? They're all followers of Christ. And at the end of the day, that is what matters. doesn't matter what you were before, but who you are in Jesus Christ, right? So he says, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He's talking to the people. He's writing to the people in Rome, the followers of Christ in Rome. And he's saying, you guys are beloved by God, right? To be beloved by God, it's another way of saying deeply loved by God, right? And called to be saints, a lot of these Christians 
put their lives on the line for Christ, right? They picked up their their um, cross, how Jesus said we should, and followed him. And and Paul is really trying to give them words of affirmation, right? To continue to push in regardless of the oppression of the Romans, of the government, of their own brothers and sisters who do not identify with them, right? To push against the grain. He's saying, keep pushing. For God, your father, he's going to give you peace and grace, right? He's going to show you how to handle this situation and he's going to give you peace so that if your life is forfeited, you know that you are in the hands of God, right? And that's a type of peace that uh, goes beyond all understanding, right? And we're going to just go to... Um, I think it was 11 through 14. Um, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. We're going to 12. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me now I do not want you to be unaware brethren that I often planned to come to you but was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also just as among the other Gentiles I am a debtor both to Greeks and to the barbarians both to the wise and to the unwise so as much as, well, this is 15, so as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Right, so we're going to just dissect. We're going to start at 11, right? We read from Romans 1, 11 to 15. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established, right? So... Paul is saying to the people, I can't wait to meet you guys. I can't wait to give you words of encouragement, right? Some spiritual gift. He's saying some sort of guidance in regards to what's next, right? Jesus came, he died, and he rose from the dead, and he conquered death, and he went to heaven, right? What's next, right? So that you may be established. He wants to establish a church in Rome. Right? And this is one of the epicenters where that is a no-no. Christianity, no-no. Right? He wants... He's given the word by God. And he's basically saying, you're going to Rome. And you're going to give my people there words of encouragement, and show them the spiritual gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, which will be fruit that will be grown in the Spirit of my followers, right? 
We're going to go to 12. That is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. So he's not even saying, he's like, I want to be encouraged as well, right? So there's a verse that says, iron sharpens iron, friends sharpens a friend, right? Having community and sharpening each other will encourage your faith in both you and me. And that's basically what he's saying, right? That I may be encouraged also with you by our faith in Christ that is both of you and of me, right? Now we're going to go to 13. Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to see you, but was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. So he is basically saying, hey, I was caught up. I had, you know, something going on, something that really kept me from coming and being with you when I wanted to, right? That I might have some fruit among you also, so that there are people among you, right? The people in this church among you that have some fruit, right? They're calling fruit to the Spirit, right? Love, peace, patience, kindness, and so on and so forth. Those are only grown when there is devotion when there is reading the word living by the word you will reproduce that fruit which will be able to nourish somebody who is hungry for the word of god right if you are an example of a beautiful tree like you see let's just take it out for a second right you're at the beach right and you see, this is in Florida, we have mangroves. I don't know if you guys would identify with that, but we're just going to say that. Or, you know what, for the sake of it, say a palm tree, right? There are two palm trees. There is one palm tree that is beautifully green with some nice coconuts, right? And then there is another palm tree that is dead, has no coconuts, and is like barely hanging on for dear life. Which one would you want to be around more? right? The one that has life or the one that is near death. So that's where the fruits of the spirit come in, right? The fruits of the spirit are life, right? They're not, they're not, I'm not saying they are life, right? But they are, they, they are God giving life to us, to our spirit, right? Our spirit needs to be fed. And if we're not feeding them the right things, right, the fruits of the Spirit, then we will not be able to give fruit to the Spirit, right? So, just as among, uh, among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. So, he's saying, I hope I have words of encouragement, words of fruit, and also hope that I can 
be of service to my other Gentile brothers and sisters elsewhere, right? And we're going to just go to 14. I am a debtor both to Greeks and and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. So he's basically saying, I am both a Greek, right? I, I hung around with the Greeks, but also I was around barbarians, right? I was barbaric the way I, I killed Christians and I persecuted them. The way I lived my past life was those things, right? Both the wise and to the unwise. That he was unwise, right? And he became wise, that he is a debtor. He's in debt to both things, right? His past, and, and he feels a guilt, right? Which you see in the later books, right? That uh, Paul writes, he's, he's explaining that he has all of these things that he's in debt to. So as much, we're going to go to 15. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. So he's saying, as imperfect as I am for this job, right? God called me and I'm ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome. So the people that are in Rome are hopeless, right? There's only a few that have fruit and that's why the church is still alive, right? But they need guidance, So he's basically saying, I am the most imperfect man for the job, but God has called me there to preach the gospel to you, right? For you guys are going to be the trendsetters. Once I help you get equipped with what Christ commands us to do, you're going to be ready to fight right? And it has nothing to do with violence, right? But it's a spiritual warfare that we, if we are not growing in the word of God, will be attacked, right? But if you are, if you're in the word of God, you are attacked, but you have your weaponry, you have things to defend yourself. And that's the important part. I'm going to say right here, right now that I have been attacked by the enemy within just the past three days. And I was asking God for peace. Right? For God to just penetrate my thoughts, to to penetrate my heart, to give me peace. Right? So before I go into any classroom, before I go to any class, before I talk to anyone in the morning... I need peace, right? And it has been one of the most difficult things I am going to say, right? But what we will need to take away out of this is that, and especially in a world and a society that we live in right now, there are people that yearn for peace. And God is the ultimate provider of peace. Jesus Christ 
is the Prince of Peace, right? We need peace in our lives to be able to love others. Because if we have a fight in our soul, right? I'm going to give an example. Somebody you don't like. And this was for me. For me, this was somebody. Um, this was something that God revealed himself um, in, my, in my life, right? Somebody that I didn't like. Somebody that I didn't want around me. Somebody I didn't even want to see, right? I start school and I see this person. But before I even set foot in my school at the gym, I ask God to give me peace, right? To put a hedge of protection over me and anything, any plans that the devil has orchestrated that they fall, right? And I see this person there and my first initial thought was not, oh my gosh, I'm scared, was, okay, I saw this person Okay, God, now what? Right? Why, why did you design and orchestrate this type of uh, conversation or this type of, you know, interaction? But my thing was, I just listened, I was listening to my worship music and I was just focused on basically calming myself down, right? I... I'm a person that held a lot of a lot of grudges and I had to forgive her right in my heart and and I didn't I don't expect a forget oh I'm sorry from her but I knew that if I needed peace in my life I had to forgive her right and I had to be what God called me as a follower of Christ to be which is to forgive those, right? Forgive them. And Jesus says, forgive them for they do not know you, right? How am I going to expect somebody who's never known the love of Christ, right? The fulfillment that that brings. If I was lost at sea and I had no compass, no navigation, nothing to get me out of that, out of that sea, I would be frustrated too. I would be so scared. I would be so unsure. I would make a thousand turns before I even even know or have an inclination of where I'm going. But God is our compass, right? He wants to take us to where we need to go. But I need to be a witness to that person, right? If I show her love... And I show her forgiveness, just as Christ showed me that same love and forgiveness. I need to be an example to her, right? She's going to be like, oh, how come this girl's not mad at me after what I did to her? But there's something off about her. Why isn't she reacting this way? And when she comes up to me, I'm just going to say, hey, look. I know what happened happened, but I just want you to know that God loves you. And that's it. I, I, I wish you the best and, and I'm praying for you. 
right? And, and trust me, I say it now that it's going to be easy, but it's going to be very difficult because I know that once I get into that situation, when I'm with that girl, it'll be very, very difficult. But I have to be. I have to be an example because I know better, right? And if you, know, if you heard my testimony, you know that I've been around the word, right? And I know better. So I'm just uh, trying to live, trying to get my best way to uh, become like Christ, right? And it's not without its challenges because we are sinful people. But I know that even though I might have to battle in my brain every single day, fighting against thoughts and demons, trying to penetrate my brain, and and maybe none of you guys are ready for that, right? But those are things that are real in Christ, right? This This is real. Spiritual warfare is real once you accept Christ. It is that thought of, oh, I should talk to this person. I know I shouldn't be talking to them. Or I should, uh, you know what? I feel really feel like smoking pot today. You know, I just, I have this sudden urge and I just can't shake it. Or is it watching pornography? Or it's meeting that toxic person, right? That's just going to drag you down. Or it's taking that drink when you know you shouldn't, right? Those are fights that we have. Those things are real. It's not, oh, it was just my past addiction. No, those are demons. Those are thoughts. And um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of Jessica Joy's podcast. Definitely, definitely. uh, Her podcast is Life with Joy. I love her podcast. I listen to it like every morning. I might have to re-listen to some because they're so good. But Basically, she was my inspiration for this. I wanted to make sure that, hey, why not put myself out there? And maybe somebody who needs to hear this is finally going to hear it. Um, But I just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, I hope this word was encouraging to you. I hope that you realize that you were never too far out of out of God's reach and um, I really said that in my testimony and I really mean it Um, if not me (laughs) somebody like Paul who killed Christians literally hated Christ and God redeemed him and changed his life right so just want to let you guys know that Uh, I don't know when I'm gonna do another episode Uh, I think whenever I just feel led by God to do so but I really did just want to give you that information and um, hope that it helped in some way, shape, or form. So, hope this was good to you guys. God bless you. Have an awesome week, uh, weekday, weekend, whatever whatever day you're listening to this. Um, and just know the power of prayer and praying for peace and knowing that it is a gift that Christ and God gives us um, is amazing. So uh, have an amazing uh, whatever time of day or wherever you are at. Um, Love you guys. Bye.